As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> What's up, guys? We got the result we wanted and we didn't all at the same time as the Bears lose to the Packers but still find themselves in the postseason. We're going to the playoffs. We got a game next week in the wild card round at New Orleans against the Saints. So, uh, hip, hip hooray, I guess. I, I don't know. It, it just You just got to get this sour taste in your mouth. Uh, backing into the playoffs as opposed to asserting ourselves and running into the playoffs head first uh, like we were hoping but uh, uh, nonetheless we get to play uh, we get to play an extra game so uh, I, I guess we're excited but uh, the excitement will come later you know right now we're still pissed about losing to Green Bay and uh, I got a pretty short episode uh, for you because I got short lists on both ends and I don't really have a whole lot to say uh right now so let's go ahead and get to it it's the week 17 edition of the bear up and bear down episode of the bears talk underground so let's get to it you know i was liking our chances better going into this game obviously than we felt five weeks ago when we played them on sunday night football after the bye i think everyone was expecting and and I was certainly predicting an, an unmitigated uh, disaster that might get Matt Nagy fired before the end of the first half uh, and everything. And that's pretty much what we got. But, um, you know, coming into this one, um, you know, we, we were much more established on offense. Uh, David Montgomery was, you know, had become a thousand yard rusher when going into that game against Green Bay. He had like 460 yards in nine games. And in the last five games, He's made himself a 1,000-yard rusher and, uh, you know, a, a key component uh, to the offense. Not that he wasn't a key component before. He just wasn't being used like one. What's going on, everybody? Larity back to Week 17 episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Bear up and bear down. And um, like I said, I, I don't have a long list on either side. I've got, uh, let's see, three bear ups and two bear downs, and it's uh, – yeah, so this won't take long. <laughs> um, I'll have much more to say with knee-jerk reactions and everything on the deep dive uh, tomorrow. It's just that today was really one of those strange games where it's just, you know, it. there really wasn't much in, in the way of standout performances in this game on either side as far as on the bear upside or the bear 
uh, downside, and we'll get to those names here in just a minute. But it just, you know, the 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 good news, despite the loss, is that the Cardinals lost. The Rams uh, helped us out. They got us in, so we are going to the playoffs. We got a wild card matchup on Sunday uh, against the Saints, and it will be the Sunday uh, 3.30 game uh, next week. Um, we'll be at New Orleans, and, um, you know, uh, game number five out of the six for the wild card rounds because there are three wild card games, or six now, um, three in the NFC, three in the AFC, and, uh, you know, so we got triple headers on Saturday and Sunday, and the Bears are the co-main event, if you will, uh, for, the, uh, for, the big, uh, for the big game on Sunday night, which will be uh, Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland. That'll be the main event, I guess, uh, of the six games. But um, had high, high, higher hopes. And, uh, you know, like we told uh, Evan Western, and like I said in the preview, it was all going to come down to the defense. If the defense could slow down and or contain Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, then I was confident that our offense would be able to score enough points to either keep us in or win us the game uh, on Sunday. And for about three and a half quarters, I was right. And then the uh, the drive in the fourth quarter like we, the Bears finished the third quarter, started the fourth quarter on the same drive, and that drive, you know, did it did two things. It ate up the clock, you know, ate up a lot of clock. It, uh, you know, kept Aaron Rodgers off the field. Uh, you know, the offense was was moving. We're moving the chains. We're you know, we're closing in. We were in field goal range. We're in possession to get points. But in that situation, I agree with the call that was made. We should have gone for it on fourth down. Maybe not the best play call, and, and maybe actually it was more about execution, uh, depending on what Jimmy Graham was actually supposed to be doing. Like if he was supposed to be running a pick of some kind to get Allen Robinson open or whatever the hell, you know, if he was if he was supposed to be running his defender down the field to open up that area or if he was maybe supposed to run to the inside to run a pick for Robinson, we'll never know. But, uh, you know, it just looked like he did a whole lot of nothing on that play and, and – you know, it also looked like uh, Allen Robinson got beat on the play. He let his defender get in front of him and step in front of the ball and nearly pick it off on that fourth down play. Um, but um, anyway, that was the beginning of the end because the, the the ensuing drive, the Packers took it down the field, scored a touchdown to make it twenty-eight to sixteen, and that was that was the beginning of the end. So, um, you know, we, we did play him tough. Um, we the red zone ended up being the story of the football game. Uh, the, re- the, the Packers went to the red zone four times, came away with four touchdowns. The Bears were actually in the red zone five times, came away with one touchdown, three field goals, and a, and a turnover on downs. So there's the real difference in the game. Because I was just looking at the stats uh, right before I pulled it up, and the Bears won literally everywhere except for the scoreboard. You know, we, we ran more plays. We had more time of possession. We had more yards on offense. We had more passing yards. We had more rushing yards. We had one penalty, so we weren't killing ourselves with penalties uh, in this game. There were two places that the Packers won. Uh, and, and like when you look at the stats, the Packers had two turnovers to our one because we forced a, f- a fumble on a punt return. And um, so there were two turnovers. 
that Green Bay got. And it was the, the, red, the red zone. That was it. Those were the two places. And it was enough uh, to, win the green, to win Green Bay the game. You know, we made it into the red zone. We did what we were supposed to do off on the offense, and we got ourselves in position to score, but we settled for field goals when we needed touchdowns. Green Bay was the best uh, red zone t- def- offense coming in. They proved it again. They were 100% on their red zone opportunities, and that really ended up being uh, the difference uh, in the game. So there you have it. So, I mean, I'm uh, – disappointed that um you know for the what for the second year in a row we've been swept by green bay because we split the series back in 2018 um this is what the you know god knows how many times the fourth time in five years that we've been swept uh by green bay and you know over the last five seasons we got a one and nine record against green bay matt Nagy is one in five uh against green bay and uh, the funny thing is our reward for beating New Orleans on Sunday would be a trip to Lambeau to lose to Green Bay again. So, yeah, <laughs> it's coming up roses for the Bears, man. So, uh, anyway, uh, this, like I said, it's going to be a short show. Let's take a quick break. We'll get the sponsors in because I'm obligated to do so. Then we'll get the uh, bear ups and bear downs, and we'll get you out of here and uh, ready for the deep dive that uh, we'll really get into it uh, tomorrow. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bearstock Underground is also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Uh, Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for the -the on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in the uh, in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you'll ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Make Santa proud. Your balls will thank you. And with that, 
Let's get back to the show. Okay, bear up and bear down for week 17 of the Bears Talk Underground. And, um, you know, like I said, there weren't many standout performances. It was, um, you know, you know, Mitch played well. Um, you know, he he threw the interception there at the end with the, to Amos. Uh, basically, when Bears were in desperation mode, they had to score twice. Uh, they were in the fourth quarter to, to to get themselves back in it when they were down twenty eight to sixteen. He hangs one up and and it, a little bit too much on it for Cole Komet and you know there's Adrian Amos once again. So um, you know he had the interception, didn't have any touchdown passes. Our one touchdown was uh, Montgomery running it in, and um, you know he he ran the ball at times and and everything. So. It really was – it wasn't a bear-up performance. It wasn't a bear-down performance, so he doesn't make the list. Uh, same thing for a lot of guys. So let's just talk about the guys that did uh, make the list. Number one, bear-up to Darnell Mooney. Uh, 11 catches, which I think he's, which I think the broadcaster said was a, a record for a rookie in a game uh, for the Bears. So big ups to, to Mooney for that. 93 yards uh, receiving, and he left the game early. Uh, with an ankle injury um, you know and and God love the kid man he's he's um, he's all heart man I love to watch him play he's he's been such a uh, pleasant surprise uh, for us this year I mean he came on early too you know made some nice catches week one against Detroit kind of got everybody's attention as far as Bear fans are concerned and it's just kind of continued to build on that uh, throughout the uh the season he was our leading receiver today had 93 yards um but i just i just wish he weighed 198 instead of 178 because as hard as this guy plays that's where being the smallest guy on the field ends up really hurting you you know you know metaphorically and literally because that play that he got hurt he wiggles away from one guy he breaks a tackle lowers his shoulder into somebody who is uh, a bit bigger and stronger uh, than he was apparently and ended up, you know, twisting his ankle uh, on the play. So I don't know what his status for Sunday against the Saints are. If we're playing without him, we're in trouble, that's for sure. But, um, you know, he's he's got a heart for somebody twice his size, man, and that's what you love to see uh, in one of your football players. So bear up to Darnell Mooney. Bear up David Montgomery. Only 69 yards rushing today but also had 60 yards in the passing game uh, as well. And so over 120 yards of, uh, of total offense uh, once again, had our only touchdown uh, on offense and, um, you know, gave us a scare there in the first quarter on the opening drive, uh, comes up uh, or actually didn't get up, and it looked like he maybe kind of hyperextended his knee a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, thanks to an injury timeout and uh, – uh, a couple of plays, uh, Montgomery goes back out there, finishes the drive, and scores a touchdown for us. Now, I don't know how much that affected him throughout uh, the game, but, um, you know, he he did David Montgomery things, and, uh, you know, I liked what we were seeing from him uh, today. You know, did not get his uh, per carry average up over four yards as it had been before, but, you know, he he found another way to make it up, and that was in the passing game by uh, almost surpassing his yardage total. I think he had 69 yards rushing, 63 yards in, in, in reception. So actually doing the math real quick, that's 132 uh, yards. So over 130 yards in offense for Montgomery and our own lone touchdown. And speaking of uh, points, 
uh, bear up to Cairo Santos. You know, the, our, our four red zone trips or five, one was a turnover on downs. One was the touchdown on the opening drive. The other three were Cairo Santos finishing the drives when we had to settle for his services rather than, uh, you know, giving him a chance to k- kick extra points. Uh, and today, those three kicks made him the uh, uh, the record setter for a single, uh, or like like a streak. I think it's 26 or 27, or it's like Robbie Gold's streak was 26, and now he has 27 or something like that. But, uh, you know, he continues to answer the call uh, when we need him, and uh, he got the job done for us today. So now we move on to the Bear Downs. There's two on this list, and, and one – just because this uh, he's one of my favorite players on the team i love this guy but he is continually disappointed this season whether it was earlier in the year when he couldn't tackle anyone to save his life or just recent or like throughout the season actually and i know he's had a couple uh, of interceptions taken away from him because of some bogus penalties and things like that but um he's also dropped several interceptions for a defense that really really could have used it especially today uh so bear down to eddie jackson and uh you know how many times how many opportunities you're gonna let slip through your fingers when he had magic hands i mean he like he had glue on his fingertips uh you know in in his in his rookie season and in 2018 especially but uh you know the last couple of years man uh, you know, he he only had two interceptions last year. I think he's only got one this season, and it may have been like on a Hail Mary attempt or something like that. Uh, you know, and today in the fourth quarter, he had a chance to come down with an interception, and it, it went right through his – slipped right through his hands like his – like the football was made of grease or something. You know, it really could have changed the, the, the momentum of the football game at the time, and, uh, you know, he didn't make the play. Um, I let Kendall Vildor slide. He's a rookie, you know. That's it. So that's the one. You're that's your one. He got a pass, Kendall Vildor. Uh, the other interception that we missed was Barkevius Mingo. Oh, man, we really could have used that one because especially he was out in the flat. It was just him and nobody else. He could have easily probably scored uh, on that one. But um, for Mingo, he was more about like he dropped into it. Rodgers tried to kind of throw it around him on that one play, uh, and Mingo was there. He made a great play uh, on it. It was kind of like awkward. He's kind of twisting his body and stuff, so it, you know, you kind of almost give him a pass on not being able to come down with it. But you know, he had the ball in his hands and he dropped it, and we really could have used uh, the turnover. And uh, you know, it's just like, come on, guys, back-to-back plays that happened on Eddie Jackson first, and then. Uh, uh, Barkevius Mingo before we just ended up making Green Bay punt because the Barkevius Mingo play was on third down. But, you know, it's like how many times is Eddie Jackson, who was supposed to be, our, uh, you know, our biggest and best playmaker on, on defense, hasn't been anywhere close to it the last two seasons. And he's the second highest paid safety uh, in the NFL right now, and he's not making the plays. It, very much like, you know, Allen Robinson wants to be one of the highest paid receivers in the league, but he's not making highest paid receiver in the league plays. He doesn't have that, uh, 
he doesn't have that production or you know at times when you really need him he hasn't been stepping up for you that's eddie jackson as well you know those uh, aaron Rodgers doesn't do that he doesn't make those mistakes and he served up three of them for us today and we came down with none of them we didn't come down with any of them. It was, it was like the Saints game all over again where Drew Brees was serving up interceptions in the overtime period. Uh, you know, the Saints and Alvin Kamara fumbled the ball, which he hardly ever does, and we came away with none of those turnovers. The, like These are opportunities we can't let get by. We can't let them go. All it is is giving them a chance to do it to us again, and that's exactly what happened uh, with Green Bay. And it's like I put it on any Jackson because this is what he does. This is what he's supposed to do. This is what he did in those first two years uh, of his career. And these last two ha- have been a disappointment in, in watching him, you know, d- come up and, and miss tackles. And, you know, just it's just, uh, you know, he's 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 too talented of a player to be this uh, unimpactful, you know, if that's a word. But there you have it. Bear down Eddie Jackson. You know, you got to make those plays, man, especially this coming Sunday against the Saints. It's the playoffs now. We lose, we go home. And uh, I don't have to tell you what that feels like. You didn't get to play in the Eagles game, and I know that kills you. So you really got to show up for this game against the Saints on Sunday. If there's a ball that you're around, you can get your hands on it. Catch the goddamn thing. Please, God, catch the ball. Speaking of defenses and disappointments, bear down to Chuck Pagano. Um. I, I, I don't know what we're doing on defense. I, and I've said this continuously. Uh, I've, I said it, I've said it so many times talking to friends of mine leading up to the game and tonight in texting and talking to everyone after the game. Um, we have too much talent. And, you know, <laughs> the other thing that people notice, there's too much money on the defensive side of the ball for it to be as useless as it has been for the last six weeks. Ever since we came back from the bye, the defense, aside from the Houston game, has been terrible. It has been absolutely terrible. We gave up 41 to Green Bay, 31 to Detroit, uh, 27 uh, to the uh, Vikings, and uh, 17 uh, to, the, to the Jaguars. And, but they, they were running up and down the field uh, on us. And then we capped off the season by giving up 35 uh, to the Packers. Uh, at the end and the lone good performance was a extremely dominant performance against a shorthanded Houston team with seven sacks and we only gave up seven points uh, in that game that was the one time the defense looked like itself in in the last six weeks everything else has just been you know somebody has stolen Khalil Mack's body and Eddie Jackson and Akeem Hicks and and all that kind of stuff and, and put ineffective people in them because they have been non-factors for just about every game uh since the bye week you know it's like the defense was more bend but don't break before the bye and they've been breaking all over the place since the bye and that's on chuck pagano you know because we know what this defense can do we these guys are still talented i mean roquan smith still making plays danny trevathan still making plays and and all that kind of stuff but speaking of danny trevathan what the hell are you doing putting him in a one-on-one situation with a slot receiver in Valdez-Scantling that led to that big 72-yard touchdown play? And then later uh, in the second quarter, or excuse me, in the third quarter in the second half, he's got Robert Quinn dropping in coverage, covering Robert Tunyon. What the – what are we doing? What the hell are you doing, man? 
Robert Quinn, when he's on the field, we want him rushing the passer. We don't want him dropping into coverage. Same thing with with Khalil Mack. I mean, unless you're bringing a safety or you know uh, or shooting the, the the gaps with the linebackers or something, we don't want those guys dropping into coverage. We're not paying Khalil Mack twenty three million dollars a season to drop back. We're paying him to get after the quarterback. We're paying you know thirty million in guaranteed money to Robert Quinn to rush the passer. And granted, he hasn't had a very good season doing that, but that's what we pay him to do. We're not paying him to drop in coverage where he looks awkward and lost and confused. You know, and we certainly don't want him covering a guy who should be in the Pro Bowl uh, in Robert Tunyon. We don't want Danny Trevathan uh, covering the fastest guy on the roster uh, in Green Bay. I mean, just you, you can't do that. And we've seen him do it over and over again. And, you know, when Roquan goes down with that elbow injury, we you know, they just use that slot receiver in different ways throughout the game, like that touchdown that the fullback, number 49, uh, got there in the uh, in the second quarter. It was the same thing, you know. We dropped him. We, it is the the slot receiver, you know. We just kind of let him run free into the into the end zone, wide open for a touchdown. I mean, just and and you you'll hear me say this in the knee jerk reactions tomorrow. Matt Lafleur, who's the play caller for the um, who's the play caller for the Packers, he's playing chess. Chuck Pagano's playing checkers. You know, and it's just that's the one thing that's always been most disappointing about the Bears Packers rivalry over the years is like, yeah, Green Bay and more times than not has had is 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 the better football team. But I often feel more times than not the Bears lose because we're being out coached by Green Bay like they're just smarter than us. And, you know, like like McCarthy was smarter than Lovey. He was smarter than. Uh, Tressman and you know and all that kind of stuff and it's just Lafleur's on on a different level than 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 Nagy and Pagano and, and all that kind of stuff. We just can't seem to match wits with these guys because they always seem to be able to exploit something that they'll and they'll pick on it all day long and beat us to death with it while we just sit there like well, I don't know what they're doing and we can't stop it. That's what it always feels like when we're watching uh, Green Bay because it's not like they're overloaded with world-beating talent or anything, I always feel like Green Bay's always better coached than just about anyone they play, is certainly when they play us. And it just happens that, you know, when we don't take advantage of the mistakes that Green Bay's making, um, they, they don't usually make mistakes because they're coached better than us. They pounce on the mistakes that we make, and those are usually the difference in the football games because I don't think the talent deficit between these two teams is so great that Green Bay would dominate us so thoroughly over the years I just I don't believe that and I don't know if that's rose-colored glasses or me drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever you want to call it but I always feel like it's more of a coaching deficit than it is an actual talent deficit especially with you know with their offense against our defense I feel like that should be a pretty even matchup and yet they're always, you know, and granted, we're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh, and Aaron Rodgers that we're facing in these football games. But, you know, he's able to easily read and tear us to pieces. And, you know, we, we flip that and we put our offense against their defense. And their defense has ranged from 
top in the NFL to as mediocre as you can find, and they're still always able to do just enough to, to make us look as mediocre and terrible. And, you know, that's where it always is. It always comes down to whether our defense can stop their offense and, uh, you know, will, will the offense be able to do enough to, to win us the game? The answer, more times than not, has been no. And that's where the more frustrating thing in this series is. And this season, we got everybody mostly healthy for most of the season. And we've gotten worse as the year's gone along. And I think it's, it's going to cost Pagano his job. Unless we make some kind of miraculous run in the playoffs here. And all of a sudden we can become born again bad, uh, you know, on the defensive side. And I mean bad in a good way. That all of a sudden here come Quinn and, and Mac on the edges and we can't stop them. And we're murdering them up the middle. They can't run the football. We're suffocating and blah, blah, blah. Unless we do like a, uh, a run like the 2006 Colts went on where they were, you know, a pretty terrible uh, defense in the regular season that just had this amazing run in the postseason that led to a Super Bowl. Pagano's going to get fired at the end of this year. I just don't see any other way around it. You know, it's like he was a hero in 2019 when, you know, he 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 um, endured the injuries and, uh, you know, the, the little help that the offense was giving him to have a top five scoring defense that, God forbid, if we even had a mediocre middle of the field offense, we would have won a Super Bowl last year with the defense that we had. But instead, you know, we couldn't get anything going on offense. We didn't have an identity or whatever. And, uh, you know, we did what we could, and we were a 500 football team. This year, the defense played well while the offense struggled and couldn't figure it out. Then after the bye, it seems like the offense was – the offense got its feet underneath it. In the last six weeks, it's been a, a much better unit, much more consistent unit than before. It does have an identity now. We run the football, play action, so on and so forth, and the defense can't figure it out all of a sudden. And – that's the kind of thing that's going to cost Pagano his job for the very simple reasons that I've stated before. Too much talent, too much money on that side of the ball for it to be performing the way that it is, and it's going to come down on the coach. So anyway, that's all I got, guys. I will be back tomorrow with the deep dive. We'll have the knee-jerk reactions. We'll really get into uh, this game and, and where it went wrong, and uh, then we'll close the book on it and get ready for the playoffs. Then we can... <laughs> We'll actually talk about like because I'm actually I'm excited that we're in the playoffs. I'm happy that we're there. We're going to the postseason. We're going to get to play a 17th game uh, this year. It just sucks that we lost to Green Bay again. It sucks that we're backing our way into the playoffs. It doesn't feel like we earned it, and that's that's where this kind of you know sourpuss attitude of mine is coming from right now. But you know that'll change when we have Ross Jackson on the show. We'll start previewing the game. We'll get into it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll start sounding like we're grateful the Bears uh, are in the playoffs. But uh, anyway, come back tomorrow for the deep dive review. We'll close the book on week 17 and get ready for the postseason. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.